Super fun episode today. All, all of our episodes are super fun. Well, I, I think this one's more fun because it's got. Well, I mean, the ones I'm in are fun. You. You're in, okay. Yeah. Okay. Eh, okay. Eh. Yeah. Good. Granted. Yeah. So, well, what are we talking about today, Kyle? Well, we have a uh, we have a special guest uh, today uh, from. Little, little more local to you than me, but here in Oklahoma, like a lot of you guys that listen, you know that we are a, if you put the pieces together, you figure out we're an Oklahoma-based podcast. We bring it up a lot. Uh, and we have a local artist uh, from the Tulsa area that's done some really cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff. And I'm going to recommend also, if you guys um, are primarily audio listeners, this would be a good one to check out on the YouTube, I think, because there's going to be some visual <laughs> stuff. I mean, just even just to glance over to see what's out there. Um, we have Mr. Eric Lee with us today from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, Chris has talked this up quite a bit. Uh, Eric's a animator by trade, if I'm mm-hmm. correct, yep. and has right. made some pretty interesting um, figures that are like near and dear to Oklahoma and, and Tulsans and, and just anybody that, that likes just kind of cool I don't know if you, would you say folk art? Like they're, there's, they're very <laughs> unique. There's like a, there's just, they're easy to describe when you see them. But they're just so cool. But um, it's hard to describe when you're listening. But it's hard to describe when you're listening. Yeah. Like, you're looking like that's awesome. And, and so uh, Eric has uh, created a line of uh, figures based on Oklahoma. Would you say folk heroes? How would you just, how would you describe your, yeah, I mean, I, I use the term heroes and legends from the Sooner State. So I like that. Uh, some of them are real and some of them are statues. <laughs> so, <laughs> so would you consider these action figures or would you consider these figurines? How, like, what's the description on these? Well, so the proper term is keshi, which keshi is used to describe like small rubber figurines, is a Japanese toy term, uh, came from uh, the, the term, like, I think it's called Kinekeshi or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, the, they were well known in the States as muscle figures, uh, which were these, you know, uh, like yep, yep. looking guys that we used to collect as a kid. They were like, you know, a dollar a piece, uh, you know, so you ended up with bunches of them in your pockets. Uh, Monster in My Pocket actually was another uh, Keshi form that happened a little bit later that was really popular in the U.S. for a while there. Uh, but also similar form factor, just squeezy small rubber guys that you can do battle with and stuff. I, say, I had some of the muscle figures. I had the He-Man ones when they came out, and I uh, had yeah. some of the WWE ones when they did that line. Yeah, I think the He-Man and the WWE, those were done by Super 7 a little bit later, just kind of kind of like Myokis, just kind of like a rebirth of the... It's more, they have the nostalgia factor, right? That's awesome. Like He's just a trove of knowledge on this guy. <laughs> Already, yeah. Like, you're, you're already putting our nerddom to shame oh man uh which is awesome so eric um can you describe your background to us like um you know 
what what do you do for a living like what got you interested in this kind of stuff just your background yeah sure so uh animation's my thing it's always been my thing ever since i was a kid uh and so i do animation by day uh that's everything from 3d animation to 2d animation so i do some hand-drawn stuff which means i also do a lot of illustration uh, a lot of character design in the studios I work for uh, that I've worked for in the past is like I'm a generalist more than anything. So I kind of fill a lot of roles at a smaller studio. So that means, again, I'm doing everything from concept design to like final renders and animation. And uh, kind of as a result of that, I got into doing more toy stuff uh, just ever since 3D printers became a little bit more affordable uh, for every person. You know, that meant a lot of the stuff I was building in 3D, I could just start transitioning into to prints and and eventually uh, figurines and toys. Awesome. Um, let's let's talk on your animation here for a sec. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, Eric, the reason we gave you the show flow is because yeah. we tend to there's, there's here and then we go like this and then it goes yeah. like this and this just brings us back here. I figure it, and I'll probably say stuff that he's <laughs> like, oh, I was going to ask that. Or Eric, we, yeah, no, we encourage it. <laughs> okay, all right. So well, we encourage it. All over the place then. So um, tell us about, like, what's one of the best, most fulfilling animation projects you've worked on in your career? Like, what's one of the things that you're most proud of? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, there's been so many... Uh, probably one of the first ones that I did was really proud of was a, a web series uh, I did in my old studio called Steampuff. You can find that on YouTube and it's a, a kids like steampunk series that we did. And we did that with uh, another animator, writer, director here in town named James Farr. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And let's see, another highlight, I, I got to uh, help produce and create a comic book called Rexodus, which is about dinosaurs in space. That was published through Dark Horse. Got to go out to Comic-Con, do a signing. That was all really That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And then most recently, uh, I helped uh, direct uh, and produce an animated series for the Cherokee Nation called Enagai. And uh, we, we've only done three episodes so far, but it's all in Cherokee language. Uh, it's not an educational show, which is actually pretty cool. It's just a normal, just kind of kids entertainment show. It's all in Cherokee language. So those are probably wow. some of the big highlights for me. I, I'm sure there are others, but there's a off the top of my head. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. And and I to be fair, I didn't put that down to ask you. I kind of threw this on you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um that's really cool for like the people that are listening that are not from Oklahoma do not realize how cool that that they may not realize how cool that is. Yeah. They have and, a, a full Cherokee language program that's not educational because if you're yeah. you're from here, you, you see a lot of the, you know, and especially if you um, you know, if you are native, I mean, you, you go to any of the facilities anywhere, there's TVs everywhere and there's always things playing. It's always educational stuff. And you hear things um, uh, in, you know, I, I'm personally Cherokee and, and you know, I, I hear things uh, and see things there. But to know that there's a um, just an entertainment series out there that's in the native Cherokee language, that is really, really cool. Oh yeah, I mean, normally when you hear the idea that's a Cherokee language animated series, you think of like Dora the Explorer or something that teaches yeah. Cherokee language. Totally doesn't do do that at all. It bypasses that, and it's more like watching an anime, which is kind of cool. It kind of it almost it gives it a weight because you're just watching it in the in its natural language and and reading the subtitles. 
but yeah, I mean, that's the brainchild of Jeremy Charles, another director here in town. He's currently doing like a, an album, a music album. It's all, uh, it's like popular music, but it's all in Cherokee. So I mean, he's got a real passion for that. It's pretty cool. That is so cool. That, um, that is really cool. I'm, I'm, it's so cool seeing that get a lot of focus. Um, the unfortunate like I, thing from, is you I'm, can't watch it online anywhere yet because there's somewhere in, in between like showing it to people and finding distribution. So yeah. I don't know where it's going to land. I'm, I'm anxious to do more at some point though. Yeah. It's oh, we would fun, cool culture. It. Yeah. Fun, yeah. cool culture to see. Like I'm, I'm from the hometown of uh, Sterling, Harjo. And, oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you know, seeing what he's doing and now this, oh, that's so cool. There's so much cool stuff coming out. Like yeah, the, the Res Dog stuff is is really great. And so that's funny. exciting to follow too. So funny. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. Um, if you again, what Kyle said, if you all are listening, go check out what's behind Eric because I just noticed <laughs> after he mentioned this, I see his placard <clears throat> with the dark horse symbol. Uh huh. Um, I see he has an Okies vending machine. Oh yeah, I should mention this was a highlight like early on in my career. I, I got to work on Mellow of Honor Allied Assault, which was a lot of people don't know it was actually made here in Tulsa. Was it, was it like really? the first big Medal of Honor game with yeah. the you know Storming of the Beaches at Normandy and all that. Really? Stuff. I loved that game. Yeah, I was an intern. Uh, so my name's in the special thanks in the credits. And I tell people I textured like a toilet in the, in the <laughs> bathtub in like at the French level. I remember I that it. toilet. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know. My I character used that it. toilet. I looked it up on YouTube, found a playthrough the other day, and I was like, hey, there it is. That's <laughs> my, do, you, do you tell people, that's my toilet? Yes. Like, Kids, this like, is daddy's that. toilet. <laughs> that just like unlocks some memories I completely forgot about playing Medal of Honor back in college, I think. And yeah. you know, when you just talk about storming the beach, it's, like, it's been a long time, and that was so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so like, I mean, it's a crazy story, and I get really off topic. I'll keep it brief, but yeah, Medal of Honor was made by a studio called 2015 here in town, and which is crazy because AAA game title made here in Tulsa. And that team left and started up uh, uh, Infinity Ward, who went really? on all the Call of Duty games. Now, as soon as Activision acquired them, they moved to LA. Right. But again, that team is all initially from Tulsa, uh, now, granted, I, I don't know how many actual Tulsans are in that team, right? Right. Uh, but that's where they started, and Bill then, of course, Infinity Ward became Respawn. So, okay, that's awesome. Our team, yeah. No, and again, Eric, go off, completely go off. <laughs> that's why we have the show flow. We love, as you can see, when you were talking about it, you see Kyle and I's eyes go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else is back there. Is that uh, is that a Bill and Ted? Yep. So I did. I did some Bill and Ted figures. Uh, I don't know if it's been a couple of years now. Uh, yeah, there's a lot awesome. of fun. I did Keshi and then painted resin ones. I still have the painted resin ones uh, for sale on my Etsy. Uh, I just have a few left. I only did a small number of them, but they're also kind of high priced because they're they're hand painted, hand cast, and all that stuff. Limited batch. Yeah, very limited batch. Okay, I've got to, and I've got to ask this real quick too before we go on. I am on. Eric's Instagram page. <laughs> there is a some Keshi cops. It looks like. Yeah, the cops and crooks. Uh -huh. Is that yours? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's a project I did with uh, Fresh Monkey Fiction. Mm -hmm. The name and uh, basically, he hired me to 
to go and kind of reimagine those characters, mm -hmm. which to be honest, I actually wasn't familiar with them, even though they were right in the timeline of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, somehow I missed that, uh, but they're really cool characters and they have this kind of almost like Miami Vice, like 90s future. A hundred percent. So I, yeah. I will yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, you can actually pre-order those on uh, bigbadtoystore.com right now. And I think it, it'll be early fall maybe by the time they're ready. I think fingers crossed. Right now they're in the process of getting the molds created and stuff for those. Yeah, Kyle and I are very familiar with Big Bad Toy Store. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We're very, so very familiar with that. A lot with and that, I will yeah. tell you why I brought this up because I think I still have my original DVDs of Cops Oh, really? I, wa I watched it so, like, there was Kyle with Big Boss. They were going after Big Boss. I see Big oh. Boss in the middle. Yep. Big um, boss. They're fighting crime in a future time. Yeah. I had <laughs> the Marvel comics because one of the oh, characters yeah. uh -huh. is Sundowner, and Sundowner hates bugs. Okay. <laughs> like, he had a mortal fear of bugs. Like, oh, it was, I'm, and then I rebought the show since it came out on, um, really? they remastered it. Yeah, it's been remastered, wow. so I've got it. I've still got my car. I was so excited to see this. Yeah. Like, oh, man, these are phenomenal. Really cool. Yeah. I'm very excited about those guys. Uh, they'll be my first kind of painted Keshi that uh, I've done. So I'm anxious to see kind of how they turn out uh, and stuff. So yeah, that's pretty we, exciting. We are going to definitely post a link to Eric's Instagram and YouTube. At the end of the show, we'll talk about that a little bit more too. But um these are phenomenal. Um, he's, <laughs> he did a picture of Porco Rosso. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I, I've got a YouTube video on how he was he was made. Uh, I do a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of sculpting these days on the iPad. Right. So on my YouTube channel, I've got a lot of videos on how to sculpt on the iPad, and he was one of them. Oh, that's awesome! The Porco Rosso really well. is such an awesome show. Yeah, we we have watched every single Studio Ghibli. That is a staple <laughs> in our house. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, as you should that is awesome um oh kyle he's got a blue whale yeah the katusa blue yeah, whale blue whale mm -hmm. yeah so did, that's you have to repaint the, did you have to repaint the inside of the blue whale recently you're the one that you made <laughs> or was that <laughs> no mine will be single color cashew <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out how exactly i'm gonna get him cast uh he's a little bit of a challenge i uh Hopefully, it should be this year sometime. I've had a lot of people asking actually for him. Make sure you let me know because I would love to have this one. <laughs> like it is. Right, let's see if I can, we can see Kyle. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> yeah, so, blue, yeah. Right? it's an Oki, right? So yes. Not a real person, but a statue. The legend and the legend. Oh, yeah. that is so cool. Um, okay, let's get back on track here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So what do you, okay, this is kind of a two-part. We have on the on our show flow, what you do for fun and your hobbies. I guess you could kind of roll that all into one if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. It all kind of blends together for me. The only maybe thing outside of that is I play a lot of synthesizer. So I do that at my church. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Outside of that, yeah, I do a lot of, just I do more toys and more animation, stuff like that. But I kind of like what I do for my job. I would say toys, I it's, it's, it's a little bit of that's kind of the line it's like when i do animation animation is a drawn out process and stuff like that something mm -hmm. i don't have a lot of time for outside of my my regular job uh and so i do toys instead because uh, i don't do get to do as much of that 
Uh, although I get to do a lot of stuff for Hasbro at my job, but it's more animation related stuff. So that's, cool. oh, that's awesome. definitely a lot of crossbreeding there. <laughs> um, something with, with your, oh, with your okay. animation and, and things, I noticed, you know, I, I went back and read and, and watched a couple of interviews when, when the Okies came out and, and uh, oh, okay. that was a, a huge push. You, um, you do some in VR. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. and it's like, explain that process. Cause that's very interesting to me. Like, yeah, yeah. so most of uh most of the okies that i've made uh maybe not all of them but most of them were all sculpted in vr so that's something i do uh i tell people the coolest thing is like you when you sculpt like a mini in vr is like you can blow it up the size of the building you can kind of get in there in the details uh it's funny because when i first got into it like it was a tough thing to kind of get people's to wrap their minds around it. But now I think a lot of people have at least experienced VR once or twice mm-hmm. in their lives, if not regularly. So I think a lot of people have a better understanding of how you can hold it in your hand. You can also make it huge. There's such a sense of scale that you just don't get on a, a, a 2D plane. I, I tell people, like as an artist, you're exercising like a muscle. You didn't realize you always had uh, just being able to design spatially, uh, especially when you're doing more of the, the painting uh, because you're painting back and forth, not just side to side. It's a little more sculptural, I guess. Sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, you know, I have the ability to sculpt on my desktop and some of the higher end animation program stuff. But I just I have a lot more fun when I'm doing it a little bit more non traditionally with like VR or the iPad. Uh, ways that feel actually a little bit more uh, tactile uh, than using a mouse or or even just a pen tablet. So that's awesome. So. I think we can thank the Oculus for helping more people to um, the Meta yeah. Oculus, I guess. Meta. Now. <laughs> yeah, for having more people uh, experience VR because it's affordable now, like yeah. you were saying. Um, uh, what what program are you using in VR? I'm so fascinated by this. Uh, okay. now. Yeah, so for sculpting, I use, it was called Oculus Medium. Adobe actually bought it, so it's now Adobe Medium, and they're getting ready to release like a new version called, I think it's Adobe Modeler, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's primarily what I use. There are some other programs I use. Uh, Gravity Sketch is a good one. Codon 3D is another good one. But uh, Medium is really what I've done all the Okies in. That is so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a great program. I highly recommend anybody, especially if anybody wants to get into 3D printing or sculpting, uh, you know, mess in, mess around in. It's easy to pick up. So it's like, it's like sculpting. I tell people it's like sculpting with spray foam because you have this little gun and you kind of spray it out and then you can carve away uh, as well. So that, yeah, saw that in the, in the video, like it was just like the little nozzle and you were laying a line of something and then going back in and spitting it out. And (laughs) that is so awesome. (laughs) Um, That's just, I don't know. I'm I'm trying, still trying to wrap my head around that. Like how, because we have a, one of the things we have on our Oculus is like one of those modeling ones you can just start throwing stuff out you know yeah. it's meant more for kids uh-huh and i'm just if making you like have the quest or do you have like the or the you quest two. on your desktop as well the, the quest too but i can connect yeah. it to the desktop but okay, so medium modeler they're just desktop i, I should clarify that clarify. okay but i was just like when i try to make something it's like look it's a stick <laughs> like <laughs> now yeah, it's or a, a sword. sword yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look it's my yeah. wand yeah. So, I mean, that's what it is. So it's just, it's fascinating to me, like how creative you have to be to just mm-hmm. be able to take like just this lump of meta space. <laughs> right, right. And then 
behind like Kyle and I, that's what you created behind you. That's what you created. That is right. so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, again, it's really fulfilling. It's a lot of fun to do. So absolutely. Uh, uh, let's see, Kyle, where are we on this? I'm lost. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm geeking out too much. We're probably there. Like, and so what, I mean, we we've talked about like where you are and, and what you're doing with it and a little bit of the past, but what like kicked it off? What, what made you want it to be in this field? Yeah. Your fields were like really broad. The more we talked like, Oh, there's a lot more going on here. Uh, <laughs> but like what, yeah. what kicked it off? I'll get you started. Yeah. Well, when I was born, no, uh, <laughs> a long time. Well, I, I like to tell like the story speak. with Okies kind of how Okies came about is I actually was designing some chess pieces and I kind of went down this process of designing chess pieces for kids. I've got a, a property called chess fight uh, that I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with it. But, uh, but I, I spent a year, I would, I learned how to not just model them. I got a printer in the process and then I learned how to cast them in resin. Uh, and that's a whole, I mean, the rabbit hole just goes deeper and deeper. And I got to where I was making these uh, chess pieces, but if I wanted to sell a set, you know, I mean, it's a, that's a, a lot of characters, you know, it's 32 in a set or 16 in, in a team. And, you know, I'm having to cast each one of those and clean them up and, and all that stuff. And just kind of along the way, I got inspired. I was like, I always wanted to do a golden drill or something or other. So uh, I came across, uh, the, there's a lot of people that are out there that are doing Keshi right now, just kind of independently. I was like, oh, that's, that's what I want to do. So I did that. I posted it on Instagram and it blew up. Everybody wanted one. I made a batch. They sold out just within, you know, uh, within a weekend, maybe, maybe shorter than that on the first one. I remember. And I was like, man, here I am making one character as opposed to, you know, 16 or 32. Mm -hmm. And I can sell them for more of a collector's piece price point and stuff. So, uh, so I made the next one and then that would sell out. And then the next one, and I was like, oh man, I could just keep doing this. And a lot of people come back and like, oh, well, you know, will you ever make more with Golden Driller? I'm like, why would I do that when I just make a new one? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and uh, so then people kind of caught on. I was like, oh, man, you know, they wanted to grab them since they, they released. So I, I did that for a while. And then all along the way, I was talking to uh, a guy who runs uh, another independent toy company called Zyka Toys about doing something with Chess Fight. And finally, he was like, I tell you what, I want to design some Keshi. If you'll create some Keshi, you know, I'll help you get a mold made of Okies and we'll do some mass production on them. So I did the, uh, you see my period, they're called Hamilton's Invaders. Mm -hmm. They were a lot of fun. Hamilton's Invaders are actually a line of figures that were released in like the 50s or 60s where they just took green army men and cast them in blue and said they fought aliens, alien bugs. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is awesome. So they're a variation on... Uh, on the green army men but they have kind of like alien weapons and stuff like sure. that so oh, that's awesome yeah so we released those i think i don't know those may be available on zyka toys uh website but again when we did that i was able to start mass producing the okies which is great because uh as much as i enjoy doing the the collector's run of stuff mm -hmm. and that's a very feasible thing for me to do i also don't like charging like collector's prices and stuff so that yeah. made them a lot more affordable for people i could sell them and uh i would sell them in five packs for 20 or 25 whereas with the individuals those were going for uh around 20 a piece just for one so uh i you know i'm, I'm not out here looking to get rich off these i just want to get 
get them into people's hands so they can enjoy them and, and stuff. And yeah, so I've been going down that road. I ended up selling out of these five packs. If you happen to come across some that are the gold color, you're, uh, you know, they're some of the last available. And just recently, I haven't, I haven't put these online, but maybe in the next week, I got like pink versions. So it's more like the, the muscle color because uh, everyone cool. loves the, the original muscle right. kind of bubble gum color. And when I, I did those, I decided to, to do capsules. As so you see, I got a toy machine. I'm going to put that at Buck Adams here in town. Okay, so yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of different colors in those. And so it's just, I'm again, I'm just kind of continuing to, to walk out a journey of, of all the different things I can do with these figures and, and, uh, and creating more figures and more colors and trying to get them into more people's hands. So. Kyle, you would love Buck Adams. You would oh, yeah. absolutely <laughs> love it. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. It's an awesome place. The lady that runs it is a really cool lady. Um, I'm on a mission now. I want to find the gold ones now that I heard that they're limited. Because <laughs> Kyle knows I have an obsession with getting the limited stuff. I'm mm -hmm. gonna I'm gonna be on a mission now to find this. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the, kind of the distribution process here, like because I don't I don't know, and I'm pretty sure Kyle doesn't know either. Um, like, do you have to create the, everything still and then send it to him, or do like when you create the deal, let's say with like Big Bag Toy Store, do they yeah. buy the stuff to create it and then they sell it and then you just get a cut of it? Is that what happens? Yeah. Well, with Big Bag Toy Stores, so those, uh, the cops figures, I did those through Fresh Monkey Fiction as work for hire. So I don't, I've been paid for those. So that's gotcha. really his deal. But I know uh, he had a deal with Big Bad Toy Store where they, uh, they had to sell a certain number before Big Bad Toy Store would basically commit to getting them made. And they, he hit those numbers. Uh, originally, uh, he didn't hit the numbers. We had done them in the fall. Uh, but then we did it again in January with uh, the painted versions. And the painted versions hit the numbers almost right away. So, uh, so they are getting made. And in addition to getting the painted ones, they're also still doing like some pink and green, just solid color Keshi ones too. But yes, yeah, so I don't know exactly know how that plays out uh, with with the, the Okies we mass produce, uh, you know, those, I have to pay for, you know, a, a bulk order of them and then right. I sell them from, from that. And, you know, of course, the more I make uh, of them, the more, the cheaper I can charge for them and stuff. And I, as I mentioned before, that's kind of a constant battle for me because even though I'm not trying to get, get rich, the more money I make, the more other things I can do with Okies. Like I would love to make another mold of five. So I, because everyone's always asking, when are you going to do another five pack with these characters? Right. It's like, you know, it's all about kind of uh, finding that balance of getting in more people's hands, but also just having the ability to do more. And Sure. Um, that's really interesting to me. Do you, do you think you would ever branch out from just the Oklahoma? Like, because. Yeah, I mean, and I have, but. I mean, those are very kind of concentrated efforts. Uh, right. The the Bill and Ted ones, I did Keshi uh, of, so those technically weren't Okies. I did another one of, like I mentioned, I'm a synth fan, so the the father, the grim, or whatever, the, the creator of the synth, basically, right. Bob Moog. I made a Bob Moog one, and those have sold really well. And of course, you know, anytime, and this is the struggle of an artist, anytime you do something, someone's like, you should do this, you should do this. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. yeah yeah let me add that to the pile uh because people are like well you should do other you know musicians or music producers and really that's it all just kind of 
it just depends on, on maybe what inspires me, what I decide I want to make time for. Um, I've really been busy this year, kind of partnering up with some really cool uh, artists that want to do some figures. Uh, one of the ones is on my Instagram. I'm really excited about Stephen Paul Judd. He's uh, he's a Native American artist, and he just did a graphic novel called mm -hmm. Res Detectives. And so I did a, a line of those, and he's having some custom painted uh, Keshia. Those come out later this year. Those are getting tooled now. So oh, that's awesome. That as well as. Uh, I, I mean, there's other ones. If you scroll through my Instagram, you kind of get an idea for some of the other artists I work with when I do toys. So right. I've kind of been spending a lot of time doing that and maybe not as much time doing my own stuff. I'm hoping second half of the year I can focus on more of my own stuff. But it also means I have to start saying no to a lot of the other stuff, other yeah. cool opportunities that come my way because, you know, I only have a, so many hours in the day. But Well, if you ever decide, I'm originally from Hawaii. If you ever decide oh, yeah. to do... The Hawaiian deities. <laughs> I guarantee you, me and my cousins will buy them. There you go. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just this whole process is just fascinating to me because this is something that Kyle and I don't know a lot about, like this process. Okay. And uh, we were actually we had to get together. Usually, one of us or both of us will, you know, will contribute to the show flow. We had to get together to write this because we were stumped because this is something totally <laughs> different than what we've ever done all right uh -huh. um but this is great like uh, this is super informative and some stuff that i didn't know about and i'm pretty sure kyle didn't know about either well man i, I i'll tell you getting into the okies like i started with ones i'm familiar with but some of the ones i've done since then is there's some really fascinating characters bass reeves uh, of course he's kind of a little bit more in the the uh whatever pop culture psyche these days than he right. was uh, a few years back but man i mean he's he's an amazing character and then wiley post my son had been telling me to do wiley post forever because he had learned about him i didn't think much about it i just thought okay he's best friends with will rogers he was a pilot and then i came across a picture of him in this this g suit that he built i was like i mean he looks like straight out of bioshock but it's a real yeah. thing i was like wait a second that's wiley post he wears like an eye patch uh i mean really stinking cool guy I and mean, he's basically like the the real life iron man <laughs> he's a pilot he built these amazing suits and all that stuff That's awesome uh, it just yeah, like so, triggered so something i didn't know i remember you said the eye patch like okay yeah he did have the eye like there was yeah he's a one-eyed pilot that built these like zero g suits <laughs> it's like what the heck so there's some really cool characters there's some that i haven't even touched on yet that uh that I hope to do at some point. Um, some of the figures I've done that you can't get anymore because I just did some one-offs uh, are, I, I did Dick Tracy because the artist who drew Dick Tracy is from Oklahoma, mm -hmm. Gary Busey. Some mm -hmm. of those, like I kind of get concerned about because if I'm going to mass produce those, I probably need to get permission and the rights and stuff. Right. Uh, Will Rogers was a big one. I actually spoke uh, with his, I think it's his granddaughter um about having you know some will rogers mass producers he's in my five pack but uh but that's the other thing someone would be like you know you should do carrie underwood i'm like well great do you know her i mean can i ask if i can <laughs> you know do a figure of her uh you know gary Busey is someone i would like to get permission uh to do more of but i would absolutely love a gary Busey. <laughs> i would yeah. absolutely love a gary Busey one yeah he's a fun character so um all right, Kyle, where are we on this? 
I had pictures of Wiley Post pulled up. Hold on, let me switch back over. <laughs> Is it? Okay, so so here's a fun fact. Because I was uh, looking for that. Fun fact: There's a a Chemical Brothers song called "The Eve of Destruction." They do a music video for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like Chemical Brothers, and I was just randomly watching the video. And of course, by this time, I'm very intimately familiar with Wiley Post and his suits. And they have in that video they do these different kaiju they're like fighting each other and one of them is a wily post suit that's like, awesome yeah i was like oh my god that is exactly the wily post suit it's not it's not just like some variation of it no right. it's, it's exactly the suit and uh, you, when you saw it did you just kind of it was it one of the you jumped out of yeah, your chair like, going it's oh, right there it like what yeah i i had to pause it because it's just kind of in flashes or whatever i pause it and rewind it's like oh my goodness that's that pressure awesome. suit is so cool. Just the helmet oh, design it, of it. Yeah. Because it's not round, it's a cylinder. Like, I know, you know, there should be more people cosplaying as why they post these days. <laughs> I'm making a note of it. Uh, okay, so I'm coming up. I gotta look at this now. That would be, you know what? That might be a good uh, Halloween costume. And you explain it. it. And so it would be educational and entertaining. Because yeah. of course people are like, what is that? Like, well, actually, and have like a little pamphlet. He kind of looks like a one-eyed <laughs> Howard Stark. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's got the mustache. Like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see the suit. Okay. This is awesome. Right. And and that's been a neat thing is you know these okies have also been a way to kind of educate people about this mm. stuff. It's like, wait a second, this is a real person. This actually happened. Yeah. If if Howard Stark wasn't partially influenced, the design. Of that character, or that character wasn't partially influenced by Wiley Post. I'm calling some BS on that because he <laughs> had there has to be influence there. He's like a major pioneer in aviation and stuff, so I would think he's got to be. But the first man to fly around the world solo. Yep, this is nuts. We could do a whole wow. thing on Wiley. Yeah, he's in Oklahoma. Yeah, who knew? That is so cool. Um, so we, we sorry, kind of, we're sorry, everyone. We we really we got on a thing. Yeah, we got on a thing. All right. <laughs> We've talked about like how you produce everything. We've talked about the VR. So how did you learn? Like, are you self? Is is there a lot of self taught? Is there a lot of trial and error? Uh, formal education for it, the combination. Yeah, uh, I mean, most of it is uh, self taught. I mean, I, you know, I of course I went to art classes and stuff like that, so I definitely learned a lot of that stuff. I was an art major in college. Uh, the focus was more on art and, and it wasn't really anything. I mean, I guess there was a little bit in terms of, you know, we did Photoshop or Illustrator and this and that, but most of, especially the 3D stuff has all been, you know, me kind of learn on my, on my own. I tell people it's like, everyone has it lucky these days because when I learned 3D, I had to go to Barnes and Noble and buy a $50 book and go through it, <laughs> you know, and now you can mm -hmm. hop on YouTube and you mm -hmm. can learn any of this stuff. Uh, you know, it's a lot more accessible than it used to be. Um, but, uh, but that said, I mean, the, the industry that I'm in is constantly evolving. So education is just a part of it, you know, so you always, I'm always watching videos on how to do something new um, because all the cool stuff that's coming out. I mean, it, I, I think I tell people I think my passion is really at the intersection of art and technology because, like I said, I mentioned the synthesizer. It's it's really just another version of that, right? Yeah. Uh, and and so yeah, so I'm always learning, kind of self-teaching. Uh, that said, I've had some great art teachers uh, along the way to help me too. So that's so cool. 
Um, well, that answered that. You actually killed three of our questions in that <laughs> oh, one sorry. statement. No, no, that's no. great. I tend to ramble too, so no, I apologize. You're fine. you're fine. Everyone who listens to the show knows what rambling is, so we're <laughs> right. good. That's the way these podcasts go, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so tell us, um, the way I had it put is lessons learned the hard way from uh, from mistakes and making them. Well, like, what was the trial and error in doing all this stuff? Um, I mean, I can, I can get to really, I guess, small technical things about, about that, but uh, I mean, that's a good question. You know, for me, it's like mistakes are kind of part of the process. It's just all about you know, especially as an artist, mistakes are part of the process, but it's about using those mistakes and mitigating your losses and, and being smart about the risks you take. Very low level risk taker when it comes to that type of stuff. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I would say, you know, there are mistakes in terms of, you know, trying to uh, like cast the chess pieces a certain way and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. But again, I, I wouldn't say if it's ever a mistake so much as just Part of trying something and learning what works and what doesn't. So um, maybe that that makes sense. Chess fight, like for instance, I think I think it would be easy to say that story is done and that was a mis- mistake or a maybe a stepping stone. But it's like I don't think that story is done. I think that was just me, uh, you know, taking chess fight as far as I could at the moment, and then getting sidetracked onto Oki's finding more success that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still, I still really believe in chess fight and what, what might happen with that. So, uh, I, I hope that there's a lot more to come in the future eventually with that stuff. So have any had, of the, oh, go ahead. So have you had anything, so like in, not necessarily the manufacturing process, but in, you know, in the, the 3d printing process, or as you're like actually getting to the point where you're able to physically hold any of these creations or anything that you've done that um that you've had that one i want to say like that one big catastrophic event or that one thing you're like oh like you can look back on it and laugh now because you it's something that you learn from but in the moment you're just like son of a burp. like <laughs> you've had those things where you're just like you know because we you know we do like video editing audio editing live broadcasting and stuff and we've yeah. had those failure moments of things like you know we've had a lot of failure moments doing a like a <laughs> system restore and losing all of your presets for all your scenes and all your things like that and you gotta oh, build sure. it all back from scratch and you know and you can laugh about it now sort of but yeah. you know in the moment you're just it's just like i'm gonna learn something big from this <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've certainly lost files before, you know, because it's not saving, you know, but I can't, like, maybe, maybe I take things, I let things roll off my shoulder too easy, because I'm like, yeah, it was just, that's part of it, it means it's, I'm going to do it better the next time, right, uh, you know, so uh, I'm pretty uh, persistent in things, uh, you know, so I, w- I will stick with it until I can kind of make things work and, and figure things out, uh, and again, I like to roll with the mistakes, so like, hey, if, how, what can I turn this into and stuff? But I'm not sure I have a great like specific example uh, other than, you know, sometimes I, I think maybe the mistake is just not realizing, uh, although it's hard to call this a mistake, not realizing just how much money and effort is going to be involved in this journey <laughs> in the long that run. Counts. But again, I enjoy that. That definitely but, counts. <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, but, you know, there's been a lot of equipment and materials purchased that you just don't even think about. 
you know, I think a lot of people, they see these figures and they appreciate it and they're like, hey, can you do one for me? And, you know, they're just totally oblivious to, to the amount of effort and money <laughs> that went into these, right? Right. Uh, so. Because well, all they see is the end product. Yeah. Yeah. And they think, oh, it's a cheap toy. You know, it's, it's a toy in a toy machine. And why right. should that cost, say, $20 or something like that? It's like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at art in general, you know, like, like big fancy paintings, you know, they go for a lot of money, but there's a lot of time, you know, blood, sweat, mm -hmm. and tears that went into something, even something that might look just really abstract and stuff, but it's. So you know. how many conservatively, or just an estimate, how many hours would you say you spent putting into Okies? Oh my goodness. Like oh. just so just speaking on that. So people have a point of reference, like, so yeah, it's awesome. They're this big. Yeah. They're in the machine behind you. They come in a five pack. We can get it for $24.99. <laughs> right, right. How much time would you say you had to put into that? And you don't have to answer this next part if you don't want to, but like how much conservatively, like how much money went into just creating them too? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I mean it's it's tough to answer that in in the way that I might discount all of the, mm -hmm. the mistakes or education that came along with with doing those things. But it's like you know if I were to sit down and say sculpt an oki, it might take me I'd say maybe eight to ten hours till I get a sculpt I'm happy with, right? Uh, and so you can multiply that by five. They're in that five pack. Although I've done many more than that. Uh, and then so you do that, you print. Now printing can take. Uh, when you're just printing a figure, uh, it's usually like four or five hours to print a figure like that. Um, so then you print it. And so then you take the print and then you cast it in silicone. Silicone is very expensive. Silicone might be, you know, a couple hundred for, you know, a, a big amount of it. Uh, and so cast it in silicone. That process is like, could go overnight <laughs> just to cast something. And then you've, uh, and then you take the silicone mold and then you pour the resin or you pour the rubber and then you you do that and so like that's another several hours and then you take it out and you clean it right and then packaging i mean in terms of like hours total i have no clue i i can tell you i've been doing this for i think the okies maybe uh, two and a half years now and and that's a lot of time that's just kind of spent you know, I, I tell people like my free time during the week might be four to eight hours total, you know, so, so it's that over the several years, you know, and then there's weekend time, you know, depending on mm -hmm. what I get there. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a lot of effort and as, as far as money, like I said, I'm a very low risk taker uh, <laughs> financially because I got a family, I got kids and stuff right, like that. Right. I'm not, uh, so, so usually my investments are usually, you know, one to 200 at a time here and there on things, whether it's equipment or materials or something. Right. Like that. It's never beyond that, but, you know, you add it up in total uh, again over the course of two years and it definitely adds up to a lot. Right. And so do, is your wife pretty supportive of this? Because, oh yeah, let me ask you the reasoning behind this. I have my, I'm looking at my collection of Transformers and my <laughs> Beatles figures and my Bleach mask and what else do I got in here, Kyle? My Star Wars stuff. Yep. So many um, things. Plenty of things. I got like and, 12 things. And 12 things. You got more than 12. But we all have as much as our wives will allow us to have. Exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> then funny. I know. Oh, go ahead. 
it's funny because some of the people I work with like aren't in this field. Like they're video editors, audio, right. audio editors, producers, whatever. They don't have anything, right? In fact, my boss has pictures of two horses behind him. Uh, <laughs> but but then I, I go on Zoom meetings with like Hasbro and they totally like show me up. Theirs is just like a wall. Well, yep. Stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, how do you get away with that? <laughs> how does that happen? And they're well, like, oh, well, I have a whole room that's just like wall to wall with this stuff. It's like, that's oh. exactly it. Mm-hmm. So like, so <laughs> I know when I'm in here, if I'm supposed to be doing something, I'm not supposed to be playing with my action figures. Right. You know, but sometimes, you know, uh, the stormtroopers get taken over and the transformers have to rescue them. You, you know the story. <laughs> but so you can honestly tell your wife, hey, I'm going to go play with my figures. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to make us money in the long run. <laughs> Which is yeah. a trade off. The yeah. dream. <laughs> hey, if it makes us rent money in the long run, that, that's amazing. Uh, again it makes money to to pay for doing more of it which (laughs) which is awesome yeah so i i don't have to spend any of our actual money this is funding the next project and i I will i will tell you all too um eric's wife is a saint i've known her for a while um she is a phenomenal person yeah so i mean she's an elementary school teacher so she understands like you know she's she's got an imagination and works with kids and all that mm-hmm. stuff so yeah which is awesome very understand a big studio ghibli fan which is awesome so we can watch those things together even better nice. i should have worn my totoro shirt today then um <laughs> totoro, totoro. <laughs> go ahead Kyle. so um in one of the the interviews and things i saw that yeah uh, you kind of mentioned um hiding uh oklahoma yeah the, the, uh-huh. the shape in in the figures and so yeah. kind of describe that process is it just uh like was that something that you originally wanted to do or was that like you were going through and you're like i can put a panhandle here and that's I can what put- it is <laughs> so that, that's something that's kind of evolved it's, it's come about like uh you know on bass i did like a, a shape of oklahoma on his his bat stuff like that was just me coming up with a cool little detail to put in it really wasn't until I did Wiley Post and I looked at him and I realized that his eye patch like forms the shape of Oklahoma. And that's when kind of the, everything started going off in my head because, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Disney World, they do hidden Mickeys everywhere. I was like, I can mm-hmm. do that with the, the Oklahoma panhandle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so not all the characters have that, unfortunately, but it is something I'm, I'm wanting to be more proactive of doing. You know, I can tell you, you know, Buck Adam, he already had like an Oklahoma on his shoulder. Like I said, Bass Reeves, it was me just wanting to put it on his his badge. So some of the characters kind of had it innately, but it really wasn't until Wiley Post. So I was like, okay, yeah, I want to start being more intentional about this and uh, and make that a thing. So now you can see the top of Wiley in my background. If I move my head a little bit, you can kind of yeah. see like right. Yeah, his, his eye patch there, forms an Oklahoma. There it, it is. just naturally does, which is really which is awesome now yeah. i'm looking the driller over <laughs> the driller is my first one he does not have it oh, okay uh, i've been I, okay because i've been Eric, you have told him i would have enjoyed listening to him <laughs> complain for the next two days I can't i've been looking it. for the last yes. 30 minutes because he's on my background and i've been like okay it's there somewhere nope that's not it yeah, like is yeah. it the crosses in the dirt i would that, have no? to go back and redo the sculpt and and, and redo molds unfortunately that's just a luxury i don't have but you know <laughs> 
who knows? Maybe I will someday. I'm glad you told me because I've been sitting here looking this whole time. <laughs> like when I've been quiet, I've been looking at the golden driller in my Eric, bag. Eric, I like, wish you stuff. wouldn't have told oh, him my bad. because now I, now I, I would have enjoyed this. Tell people it's there. Man. You could just went with it. Oh, you got to find it. I'm like, oh God. All right. Well, I see it. I don't. I see it real plain. You should keep looking. Right. Yeah, this is your Mephisto moment, isn't it? Yes, that's it cool. is. <laughs> that's cool. Um. So that's cool. Uh, so, are you planning on doing that for all future figures too? Yeah, like yeah, it's something. I don't know that I did it on the whale. <laughs> Maybe before before I actually manufacture the whale, I need to go back and do that. Uh, but it is something I want to be proactive with doing because again, I I love the the search for hidden Mickey's at Disney World. Everyone uh, does, so I would love that to make that a thing. Just. Again, it's, just, it's just something fun people can do knowing yeah. that it's there yeah exactly it's like, it's like with the old um like you said with the mickeys at disney world but also with the old um urban legend on the tootsie roll pops with the indian shooting the star mm -hmm. trying to find one that had that because you yep. know you got yeah, the free one that, from the too. store <laughs> yes <laughs> the urban legend right there's yes. lots of companies started doing that and that's so cool like, uh, i think jeep does that too with like uh, a yeah, suitable really? like uh different places like hitting hidden on the jeep that you'll find Oh, wow. um, I can't remember what they hide on there, but yeah, Jeep does that and like a lot of places. And I think that's just, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So awesome. What, what are some things that you've got? Cause we kind of talked about how you got them out there and how you're getting sold. You have Etsy, you have storefronts, you have partners that you work with. Um, anything that you've got planned for the future that you can talk about or that you would like to talk about? Yeah. Well, uh, I kind of touched on that as again, I've got the, the pink, Mm -hmm. packs coming out so that'll be new and then the capsules I'm, I'm going to be selling the capsules probably online as well I've, I've got to figure out a way because I think that's a really cool way for people to purchase uh them I don't know if I do blind box I don't know if people hate blind boxes or they like blind oh, boxes people love blind like our, our like yeah. well real life blind box yeah in our yeah. communities I mean you know yeah there's the loot crates people love those like especially in the nerding community yeah there is a, so I've, I've a huge, that out. there's a huge niche on, on Twitch of this blind box. Well, I mean, opening, yep. uh, you know, unboxing is big on YouTube anyway, but then like unboxing and blind boxing stuff on Twitch live is like a thing and like a big okay. thing. Yeah. And so that is, that's, that's and, and one of the things I like about the capsule and the blind boxing is that means if I do want to go back to kind of the collector small batch stuff it's like i can always sneak those into a blind box or you know and just mm -hmm. let people know that that is a possibility you could get one of these that is you know a, a higher value right. uh, yeah so i haven't figured out exactly how i'm going to sell these outside of uh, i'm going to have this machine at buck mm -hmm. adams hopefully here in the next week or two uh and i'm going to offer them online uh that's that's all i've got planned at least for okies uh and then uh, Cops and Crooks later this year. Right. Uh, the, the Res Detectives later this year was going to be cool. I've done some other figures with a, an artist named Shingangu, who's on uh, Instagram, does amazing what's called Safabi, which we haven't even really talked about. Mm -hmm. There's Keshi and Safabi. Safabi are, are vinyl toys, more like when you think of uh, Funko Pops or whatever. Mm -hmm. the okay. Yeah. So I've done some Safabi. I've got this like pugnacious Safabi's one. And then I've got Astro Ranger. You can find those on my Instagram. I've done some more stuff with him that's coming out later this year. And uh, 
And also these, a lot of people like the three and a half inch. I did these uh, extremely limited uh, retro pulp figures. They're three and a half inch. And uh, it, I don't know if it's this, I won't tell you who I did. I did a really cool figure. I'm, I'm excited to share. I don't know how he would feel about me sharing it just yet until he does. So uh, I just say it's a really cool uh, cult classic film uh, that, I, that I did a character of sci-fi. Um, I think when you guys see it, you're going to be really excited. I'm really excited about the sculpt, but he's a three and a half inch figure. Those are made in an extremely limited batches uh, and are fetched a high, <laughs> high dollar as a result too. Yeah. So those are kind of what I have in the works. And then I'm going to do the Katusa Blue at some time this year, as well as some other Hokies. As soon as I can find some time to. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting that Katusa right. Blue as soon as you put it up for sale. And then... yeah, I've had a lot of people say that, which means I got to make a lot. Oh, and <laughs> the other one I'm making is, uh, and this is relevant because they're doing a big celebration, I think, this weekend on the, the Outsiders. And so I oh, made cool. two figures. Uh, they're there on my Instagram called Little Greasers. Uh, again, I, I, I try to play what I tell people is like the Mad Magazine route, the kind of the rule of parody or whatever. So it's like, I, I don't feel comfortable calling them the outsiders, or whatever. Uh, I don't feel comfortable calling them Pony Boy and Johnny. So I call them PB and J. Uh, so I, I got, saw those. Yes, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do those figures. And uh, I've actually gotten to talk with uh, Danny Boy O'Connor over the Outsiders Museum, but uh, I think he's going to have some there, I think. Uh, That's awesome. Those are those are being made right now, so uh, I don't, it's still maybe a couple months before I have them in hand. But excited about those too. So Kyle, I'm hoping that the one he can't talk about right now. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's uh, Mephisto or uh, <laughs> or Bruce Campbell. I'll take either I, one. Natalie can tell you at some point. Or my wife. I should oh yeah, no, I will. I will definitely be hitting her up for that. <laughs> All right. So for those of you watching, there's the little greasers. Yeah, I know it's reflecting off my window, but they're awesome looking. Oh, those look so cool. And I, I do love, I love your style on this too. Like how it's, it's not true to form, but it's like the, it's the figure form of it. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, just something that just grabs you about it that you're like, okay, that is really cool. I want to collect that. I want that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, again, I, I like to think of these, they're the Mad Magazine version, right? So yeah. even the Okies, I think of them that way. That's a cool way to, yeah. Now, now that you said it, like that clicks. I can totally see the Alfred yeah. E. Newman yeah. version. Yes. Yeah, and not I, the correct version. These are higher quality because yeah, no, the these are man. way higher quality. <laughs> well, and for a while, so when I do a lot of figures, I would I would usually release them under a moniker that's a little bit more like a clue to who they are. Like Wiley Post, even though in the Pax era, Wiley Post, when I was first releasing them, he was the Postman, mm -hmm. and uh, so I've had other names like that. Like I don't remember what I called. I called uh, Gary Busey was called uh, Jacchetti because he was a character named Teddy Jacchetti uh, here locally for a while. So I have uh, have some kind of nods to that as well. But there's well, that, that's one. also a play of, of trying to educate people and confuse people too. So <laughs> I look say like, and I didn't get to do this earlier. I want to round back to the capsules really quick. Yeah, I'm really interested in those personally because that is such a cool way to display them. One, yes. Uh, oh, because yeah. in the capsule too, yes, the you know the golden rule of you get any figure of anything that's in any type of blister packaging or any type of packaging or whatever, like you don't open it, like it goes on, it goes. But <laughs> the those is resealable. You, the capsule <laughs> yeah. is resealable. That's why I, I was yeah. sitting thinking the whole thing, like I could take it out, 
I could open it and I'd be like, ooh, and then I could put it back in and put the cat back on and nobody would know that it's like, oh yeah, it's it's closed. Al almost said, and I can play with it and then put it back in. But he's like, no, I can take it out and look at it. Look at it. (laughs) Look at it. Back (laughs) in. Put the cat back on. Nobody's the wiser. Well, I did. (laughs) The big appeal to me for the muscle figures and, and the cashy form factor is it's like the idea of just having one in your pocket or, you know, shoving them in your pocket, taking them somewhere. Right. There's, yeah. there's a lot of appeal to me and that you can't really do with a lot of action figures. Um, so I think this would be perfect because um, you mentioned your wife teaches elementary. Uh-huh. I think this would be a perfect learning tool for when they teach Oklahoma history. Yeah. Yes. For the kids, because we all know kids and, you know, some adults are very visual. Yeah. And then this would just be something that you could build a whole lesson plan around about because they could even do like the role playing of the characters, but they would have to research them first. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, that would be awesome. I think that's an amazing idea. You should write a, an RPG that we could, uh, hmm. we could we use could, the Okies figures what? with. Oh, Once you level your that. Oklahoma history skill high enough, you <laughs> unlock Wiley Post, and then yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay, there is a game skin. Made. <laughs> I'm gonna have to show you this from Eric's Instagram again because I got super excited when I saw that. Because Kyle knows I have an obsession with something. Oh yeah, Gundam. Oh, that's, Gundam. Cool. that's just one I, I built from a package. It wasn't a custom. Yeah, but it's still the way you did it though is oh yeah awesome i've got an obsession with gundam gundam's like my favorite one of my favorite series but that I, more is so people cool should. I, I think they are they're like the new lego or at least this is like you should graduate from lego to gundam yep there was a yep. cool video of uh adam savage if you guys follow tested like last year building his first gundam and that was an awesome awesome movie. one i'm gonna have to go I look love at adam that. savage oh so do I. I and his tested channel is just so so cool okay um we went over collaborations. Um, so we're going to get really this, personal here. Yep, okay. this is super Very, personal. Super personal. We're going to learn a lot about you as a person. Oh, and we will, ju- we, will, going, yeah. Yeah, we will judge you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, one. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel or DC and why? Uh, I, th- I think it's an easy Marvel because, uh, uh, well, most, at least most Marvel and DC these days is experienced through movies and mm-hmm. TV and I... I, I'm watching the Batman right now. That's it's pretty good. I enjoy it, but it's probably it's one of the few. And it, I, it still bugs me that there's no like lightheartedness in it, and it's all so deep and dark. And that's one of the things Marvel has done so well is there's there's humor and these mm-hmm. people seem a little bit more like real people and not just brooding emo people that didn't have any friends growing up. So right, and we finally cool. made it through. Oh, Batman is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love how we finally got through it this week since it came out. Yeah. But it took us two nights. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. You're like us then too. When the kids yeah. come in, then then you're like, okay, we're going to watch it. We've got an hour, hour and a yep. half before we get tired. Yep. Um, I do like how the new one had like the detective feel, but I agree with you at the same time. It's like, oh, like someone yeah. throw a pie. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, there was one small moment that... Uh, that uh bruce had with with gordon he kind of like <laughs> you know yeah. that, that was it that was it that was, that was like, the only smile there's a the little bit movie. of humanity in there somewhere but come on kyle's just over there snickering <laughs> <laughs> it's cool like i said it's cool but it's like come on i, I don't know i'd want to hang around this person it'd be a big downer 
Okay, and 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 uh, Kyle and I will allow you to continue to be on the show after that answer. So that's a good answer. <laughs> and we're, we're, I, I, like I would say a lot. Watchmen's DC. I mean, even that's pretty dark, I guess. Uh, oh, that was super dark. <laughs> but, but Watchmen, specifically the HBO Watchmen, which is not yep. technically the, the one... same. Watchmen was fantastic. Oh, yeah. The one based, that's... the Tulsa one? Yeah, so if we count that as DC, that's probably one of the best pieces of DC I've seen in mm. forever. I would agree Ever. with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And um, Shazam, I would say, would oh, be yeah, another Shazam's one. Oh, yeah, Shazam's fun. That was them trying to do Marvel, though, is what I felt yeah. like. <laughs> that, that's 100% what it is, but that, I think that's why I actually mm. loved it. Yeah, so and we, we've had this long running talk of, of this of you know which one do we like and I, and I think it depends on the mood, like yeah. we want to be lighthearted. Like Marvel is doing live action really well. DC is doing animated better. Like if I want something kind of gritty and and rough around the edges, then you know like the Batman really hit that or some of the animated. Uh, Batman DC animated stuff. series. I mean that's that's legendary. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When yep. it comes to that stuff. God, yeah. we're on the same. Marvel, Marvel hasn't really. <laughs> you couldn't say Marvel's really come close. They did the What If, and the What Ifs is okay. Uh, honestly, like Spider Verse is, is top for me, and Spider Verse was Sony. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I guess it's Marvel, but it was Sony Marvel. Probably since like so, X Men animated was yep. like that yeah. Yeah, been, which is right. coming back. It's coming X-Men back, which I'm so great. excited about. But you got to also remember too that, oh, and then which came out this week too. Into the Spider Verse Two got delayed yeah. until next year now. Oh, did it really? Twenty twenty three now. Yep, it was supposed to be this year, but and they gave no reasoning for it. Somebody um, screwed up somewhere. We'll find uh-huh. out really soon. Well, I will give I, you guys. I hope you guys have seen Arcane because Arcane is like that was. Oh, I loved Arcane. Spider Verse was top for me, and Arcane beat it. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen. Arcane was absolutely really. You thought so? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of animate again, I'm an animate. Yeah, yeah that's animation true. Quality was better the uh and and it was surprisingly very adult but but approachable again without it being just too artsy or too right rated r or whatever so and i loved arcane too um i will give you guys a flash fact if you didn't know the guy who played commissioner gordon or i guess detective gordon whoever he was in the batman movie yeah so there was multiple people who have crossed over in in that Batman movie, they're both in Marvel and DC. Oh, is he in Marvel? He is also in Marvel. So we know, oh, yeah, um, Alfred. We know Alfred was, um, Kang, or not Kang, uh, Claw, in Black Panther, mm-hmm. and he's in DC. So who Gordon was? He was the Watcher in What oh. If. Is he really? That's oh, right. Please. I forgot. I haven't yes. seen all the what ifs. So. Okay. Yeah. So I've you like you haven't heard him talk talk then. But if yeah. you listen to the beginning, I'm like, when I heard him talking yeah, yeah. in the Batman, I'm like, why do I know that voice? Why do I, I know, know this from voice? Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, I was going to say from Westworld yes. and uh, he was in Hunger Games too, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was in Hung- Hunger Games too. Yeah. So there's your flash fact for the day. Now, this one is, I think, a little more uh, near to, yeah, to Kyle and I. <laughs> Well, I can I, I can almost guess just by looking at the background here. Me too. Me what's too. going on? Like I'm like I'm moving my hands, like everybody can see. <laughs> I'm pointing at things on the screen. What's Star going on? Star Wars or Star Trek, and I, why? I mean, it's an easy Star Wars for me, but let me just say, I I am more of an animation fan than I am. Like this this question doesn't mean as much to me. It doesn't carry as much weight as it probably does to a lot of people. So. 
you know, I like Star Wars. I can enjoy the last Star Wars movies without them upsetting me because I know mm-hmm. some Star Wars fans, they, they are very passionate one way or the other. And I, I'm just like, oh, I just enjoy the, the characters and the, mm-hmm. right. you know, Mandalorian, you know, is, is probably the best Star Wars thing I've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Second to maybe the, the Clone Wars, the, the 2D animated Clone Wars. Yep, yep. Gendy. Uh, so. The original. Yeah, the original. Uh, but again, so, so, and it's kind of like with Marvel and DC. It's like, I'm not really judging them on one or the other. It's really about what they've done. And I don't know that Star Trek has really ever done anything uh you know i mean the the movies are you know wrath of khan was great and the jj abrams one was, was fun and stuff but i don't know i probably i would rather if i was asked what, what do you want to watch mm-hmm. right now i'd rather watch a star wars than that i'm with yeah. you i will i will tell you the stuff on paramount plus the animated star trek stuff they have is actually decent is it really yeah it's actually decent okay um i like how you're like not like it's really good you're like it's it's, it's actually, actually decent. Decent. Well, it's 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 because I'm not a Star Trek fan, you know. I'll watch it, but like, it's not what I expected, and I found myself enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually. I take Firefly out of the three if you, if you threw that in there. You Thank you. That yes. Okay, <laughs> fellow Firefly fan, Firefly. if you ever do those action figures, I will buy those in a heartbeat. <laughs> But um, but again, Whedon does in Firefly what Marvel does, which is again he has them joke around and yep. seem like normal people. And Star Wars rarely does that, and Star Trek rarely does that, at least you know, in in, in a non cerebral way, anyways. A hundred percent. Um. Well, Eric, what else? As we're starting to wrap up here, okay. What else would you like? people to know either about you about your figures um like stuff that you want to promote like what's some stuff you want to leave with people hmm. uh well like i said i i think people should check out my instagram uh if they're interested in doing some 3d modeling or getting into that check out my youtube i need to do probably more there but uh that's probably the main thing uh, i always like hearing from people or what they're doing with the figures or any anything like that that's always neat um but yeah i I don't know that there's anything i'm like oh you have to do this uh other than hey if you're interested check this out (laughs) right right well um this has been a lot of fun for us it really has yeah thank you same because this is a uh you know kyle and i like to collect stuff so this has been a real big thing like yeah thank you you very much for coming on oh we really really appreciate it and giving up you know, an hour, 10 minutes, hour, 20 minutes, however long it's been of your Saturday. Yeah. So we really appreciate this. Well, yeah. If anyone out there likes the Okies, I also encourage them to go, go buy one. You know, it's one thing to, to admire something like that. It's another thing to kind of put your money towards it. Cause if you do that again, it just means I'm going to have more opportunities to, to do more with them. So, so if uh, Kyle and I will probably on our, twitch channels at some point um we'll show you guys those too if you guys follow our twitches mm-hmm. yeah, um, can, uh, yeah chris over there at uh guyver unit zero one on twitch and me at kasig k underscore sig so you guys so, check that out mm-hmm. with that this has been every man's guide to nerddom i'm chris and i'm kyle and wherever you guys are have a great morning evening night whatever time it is and please be good to each other See ya. Nerd Coke, rise up.
It could get elevated. Nerdcore.